Welcome back to another Stockport County Live. I'm here and Chris is here. Good evening, Chris. How are you? I'm very well, thank you, Martin. How are you? Very good, thank you. Interesting week for County. County have been really good this season, but they haven't had it all their own way this week. A really tough week. You know, hard to take going out to penalties, going out on penalties on Saturday. And then a really, you know, dog dog of a game, I think you can fair to say, on Tuesday. And drawing with Solihull Moors. Well, it's a, it's a tough league. You know, we've come from the National North a couple of years ago. We knew the standard was going to go up. Playing a, a big club like Chesterfield and a, an ambitious one like Solihull, you are going to get these tough games. But um, I think we've looked good. I think we've looked good. We've not lost either of them in the 90 minutes. So, um, yeah, I, I think Jim will be quite happy with what he's seen. And no concern over goals. You know, was it one goal in 180 minutes longer? Are you no concern over that? No, I don't think so. I think we've, I think in Chesterfield, big, strong team, a lot of guys behind the ball. Their, their captain for me was standout on the day, Will Evans. Really, really tough to play against big central defender. We'll hear um, from, from one of the county players in a moment about what it was like up against these guys. And then Solihull, we know what they're about. Big, strong, athletic, ambitious team. So I don't think there's too much to worry about just yet. As Chris says, we've got the perfect man on tonight to put that all in context for us. We've got one of the new stars of the county squad and one of the stars so far of the season. Chris, you're going to talk to Alex Reid now. I am. I'm going to bring him in right here. Pie you off. Bring you in. Alex Reid, good evening. How are we doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? All the better, mate, for having Stockport County Live on a, on a yeah. Thursday evening. Um, welcome to Stockport County Live. I should say that first and foremost, because it's your first time joining us on the show since joining the club. Is this is is this the real reason you signed for the club to come on here? Honestly, um, when I was when I was signing, I said, "And there's no way I'm I'm signing here unless I get to come on Stockport County Live." So here we are. <laughs> I had heard that. I had heard that. I didn't, didn't want to talk about it. But um, how are you finding the season so far? Things going okay? Yeah, I think it's it's been a positive start. I mean, I think if. Um, if you'd have said to us at the start of the season, you know, would we have took this after the first month of, of the season, everyone would have been pleased that we're second in the league. Um, we haven't lost since the opening day of the season. Um, even in the cup, we haven't lost in, in 90 minutes since the opening day of the season. So, settling in, good group of lads. Um, everyone's, you know, it's a happy camp. You know, get on well with the manager or the staff and, and people behind the scenes, it's um, it's been good so far. When you um, when you joined the club over the summer, it was obviously summer of change, a lot of new faces in the squad. And I think what Jim has done is is quite interesting, really, because he's kept a core nucleus of players. You know, the the Ash Palmers, Ben Hinchliffe, Sam Minahan, Jordan Keane, uh, and now Bell up top. But then at the same time, he's brought in a whole raft of new players who, again. Sometimes you hear stories about the players gel very quickly. Do they need time to settle in and transition and everything else? Has that been a factor or, or with that core nucleus, has that, has that kind of been okay? Um, I, I sort of think that the, the core nucleus and the lads like that you speak about, um, Ash, Minnie and, you know, all the other lads that have, have been there for a while, I think I think they're helpful really because they're, they've sort of, been there, experienced what it's like to be county, experienced what it's like to, to have the fans and, and everything like that. And it's it's um it, it's it's good to have them there because us new lads that are coming in, 
you know, we, we need to know the importance of the club and, and you know, what, what's expected at the club. And obviously a lot of the players that are coming in have, have been at higher levels and, you know, sort of been there in this league and um, they know what's expected as well. But I think it's a good blend because, you know, we're all plugging together as one to, to, to reach that one goal. Yeah. Just talk to us a little bit about Solihull the other day, uh, Tuesday nights. Um, we knew it was going to be a tough team. I, was, I, speak, I spoke to Adam Thomas after the game mm-hmm. and I said, from, from where I was sitting, Solihull was a different game than, than the majority this season because they were the first team that didn't come to Edgeley Park just to sit behind the ball and make things really tough. They were a team that wanted to come out and they're ambitious. They've got their own goals. Yeah. They thought that they could get something out of the game and that made it a bit of a different dynamic. Yeah, I think obviously Solihull, um, on the face of it, are going to be one of the teams that you look at the start of the season and you think, you know, who's going to be contenders? Who's going to be a team that's going to be up there and we're going to be competing with? And you'd probably put Solihull in that bracket. And like you said, they didn't come there to um, to sort of sit behind the ball and defend and, you know, we'll, we'll be happy to get, you know, what we can here. But at the same time, I think, by the end of the game, I think they were a lot more pleased with a point than what we were because, you know, we could have easily won that game 2-3-0. No, that game could have been put together, put to bed in the first half. I've I've had a chance that's hit the crossbar that I'm disappointed at that probably should have scored. Benno's had a chance. Um, and I think in the end, it was them that were sort of sighing, um, you know, sort of breath of relief, whereas we were just sort of like, we, we probably should have won that game. Yeah. So I think that just shows sort of our ambition and how, how far we've come. Do you know what I mean? That, that a team like that that are going to be title contenders and playoff contenders, we've sort of put our stamp and our mark down on them. Yeah, um, that's that's a fair point. And I think it's one that, that kind of came across um, from Adam as well. Um, I want to say you're the kind of um, make, making an impact, you're making a name for yourself already with the Stockport County Faithful. You are a striker very much for the future. I want to take this opportunity to bring in legendary striker of Stockport County, pop him up there, Hello, Liam Dickinson. Well. Yeah. Um, welcome Happy back to Stockport County, Happy Liam. Morning. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. <laughs> it's cool. Good life. <laughs> that's, that's what we have. Cause like, because I'm slimming. I'm watching my figure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, we were just having a chat, myself and Liam, about... Um, about you before you came on, Alex, about yeah. the different roles that strikers play. Liam was was very much the, the number nine, the, the, the Richie Bennett, really, I guess, in, in some ways of, of the current county squad. Whereas, I guess you're, from what I've seen so far, your preferred position is, I get you you probably could play that nine, but I guess you're more like the electric players that, that go around that. Yeah, I mean, if, if you give me the choice, I, I always prefer to play in a front two off somebody that's more of a nine and sort of try and get in behind defenders, met runs, met smart sort of um, moves off off a, off a solid nine. That's what I've sort of done since I was in non-league, non-league at Russia, just sort of had a big man up front and then just sort of used my speed to get in behind him. You'd have been perfect with you, Liam. Yeah, you could have done all my running. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, know, I know what you're saying. I feel like it's a bit old school. You don't really see many many twos up top no more do you you know no. with the rotation of the game and you know it's more of a, a central striker mm-hmm. with with 
with two either side or, or sorry, one either side or you know just a rolling three. It's yeah. I feel like the game's not that much now. It's mm. when you see a four-four-two lineup, it seems old school. Mm, no, it does. I think obviously a lot of. I think with the three-five-two, sometimes it's coming back, but majority of teams will play a three up front or a, a sort of number ten as such, and then a one up front. So it is, yeah, it is yeah. pretty. It is pretty old school, really, to have a a two. But I'm 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 from non-league, non-league Russia Olympic, where it was four-four-two, and that's that's what we play with stick. That was it. Yeah, I mean, I, I've I've been the same. You know, uh, like yourself, I came up through. Through non-league Woodley Sports and Trafford yeah. FC Conference yeah. Conference yeah. North lower lower than the Conference North before I was at yeah. County and then, you know it was only the season that we went up I was I was playing as a lone striker mm-hmm. um, and that was different for me as well but you know it kind of worked and yeah. I feel like it was that that time that the game was kind of developing as well. Mm. I think obviously when the older I get as well I think it's something that I probably will have to get into my game because obviously as you get older I'm not going to be as quick as a you know, I think I am now, and you, you sort of got to get that into your game and use your body more. With yeah, definitely. And and I think that's something that I eventually will slot into trying to be a, a big number nine and just sort of just a more central striker. Yeah. How have you found the switch from from um, obviously filed to to stop Because for me, I feel like they're two total total different clubs, aren't they? Yeah, no. I think under. Um, under it was Dave Challoner at Fylde. He yeah, he sort of would would always have me as a um as a central striker, the number nine. But I'd always have a ten off me because sort of my strengths aren't back to goal. So, but I knew sort of every time the ball come into me back to goal that I'd always have a ten sort of floating around me that I yeah. can just set and then I'm spinning. So, but it's um it's. It's it's something I'm comfortable with doing what I'm doing at Stockport playing as a as a two um, and then sometimes in off the left and and playing off a big man because it's what I've it's what I've got a lot of joy from at Russia Olympic really and yeah. and you know my strengths are always going to be facing my own goal so I'm enjoying it yeah cool cool how different how different does it differ because you talk about this idea of a non-league setup or a non-league style of playing. In comparison to, to well, the football league, but is it different between the different levels of non-league? So is the conference different to the conference north? Different to League Two? What what's the what's the thinking there? Um, honestly, I would say I've I've played national league for a lot of teams being on loan. I've played um, League Two of Stevenage, and I've I've been in around Fleetwood in League One. I, I would say that. Definitely National League and, and League Two, that there isn't a massive sort of jump in difference of quality. I, I mean, League One, I think you get a lot of teams that you, you sort of look around and you think, you know I mean, these lot have got um these lot have got a lot of a lot of um a lot about them. But I think if you even look at Harrogate who have gone up into League Two, they're not they're not sort of at the level and and sort of drowning and struggling. So I, I don't think there's that massive sort of jump into the league. I think, you know, a lot of the players that are in our team now could could comfortably go and play in the league and, and just sort of have no sort of no no worries playing at that level. So so yeah. Yeah, I feel like I feel the same. I feel like, you know, you, you look at the teams that, that are in the in the national and you've got like like some Knotts County, Chesterfield, Stockport, you know, teams when I was playing Torquay, Torquay were always a 
uh, a good League Two team, but there's no difference really these days with, the, like you say, the step up, um, the likes of Macclesfield and stuff when they stepped up. I feel like you've got, like, like Alex said, you've got the national. The national's a big step up from the Conference North. I feel like you know the the the, the standard, the professionalism, everything's. That's where the step starts for me. I think, and like you say, you've got national and League Two kind of same. But I mean, like, like I said, when I, when I was at League One, I'd come up from Stockport County and I'm playing teams like Macclesfield and, and I'm at Leeds and I've got players like Beckford and Delph and Snodgrass with me. And it's like, yeah. it's, it's a big step. You know, yeah. it's not just a little, like, it's, it's not just a tiny step. It's a big jump from League Two to League One. And that, yeah. that's that's what I, I really saw the difference. Yeah. Uh, I, want to, I, want to I think both of you will probably have had this conversation with Jim Gannon at, at different times jim jim in the years that we were doing interviews with him he, he would quite often say he wants to sign players that are ambitious that he wants you know that want to go up and move up but at the same time he wants those players that will move up with the club so he wants if we were to get promoted next season as we saw when we won the league in the conference north no changes to the to the playing squad you know the um, you know no one else was brought in we stuck with that and i get the impression that if he if if we win the if we win the league this year or if we go up this year, he probably stick with that formula. He's got the group of lads there that works and everything else. Starting with yourself, Alex, would that kind of mirror what you're saying with your ambition? Everybody wants to play as high as they can, but if you can do it with one club and move up and become a bit of a hero, there, I guess that's kind of what it's about. Yeah, and I sort of think, at, especially at a club like Stockport County, um, if we was to move up in through the leagues, um, then the fans and, and the whole idea of being a club legend and stuff like that, it, it, it's what a player wants at the end of the day. No no player, if you if you sort of said to them, wants to be floating around from club to club. You sort of want to find a home and that's sort of what, what I want to find, sort of a home and, and like you say, progress with the team and sort of watch them and be part of the journey of going up through the leagues and having success with them. It's all right being a club legend, isn't it, Dicko? It's not too bad. It's not too bad. <laughs> um, I, I totally agree with Alex. You know, I, for me, that's one regret I probably had. You know, from when we're talking professional teams from League Two to, to the Championship, I think I had 11 teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it was only ever really settled at Stockport. And yeah. to be honest, you know, I don't regret leaving. I, you know, I had, the, I had the choice, to, I had the chance to play for Derby County in the Championship. You know, it was, mm-hmm. it was a dream come true. But, yeah. I do wish that I would have settled uh, at another club other than not just Stockport. Maybe, maybe I kind of just got settled at South End and then brought my ankle, and it was like game over. There's your career gone. Yeah. Um, and like, like Alex said, any any player really, you, you don't want to be travelling from team to team to team. You, you kind of have to. And, and as an attacking player, you move a lot more um, than than you know your defenders and your midfielders. It's that's just part of the game. You know, from from top to bottom, that's that's always going to be the game. But um, you know, having that 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 status of you know a, a club legend, you know, I was only there for two and a half years, and the only I feel like the only reason I've got that status is, is because we because of the, the season we had. Um, you know, it was a good season we got promoted, and I, you know, any other any other time I would have probably stayed at the club and seen how how more we could have progressed. You know, as a team, one one thing that we struggled with that season when we went up was financially. We had no money, so 
Jim had to bring a lot of um, loan players in, which he didn't really like. Yeah. Um, and then again, when we went up, if, I feel like he would have done what he did last season, kept the core of the team, kept the you know the majority of the players, but financially he wasn't able to. And we lost the likes of Jim McNulty, Sonny Cliff, myself. Um, you know, we lost we lost half the team straight away in in the, in the transfer yeah. window. So for a manager to be able to keep hold of the core that's done well the season before, that's a big that's a big thing for for a manager. And I feel like you look at Salford City, you know, um, they did really well. They, they got promoted, and then he kind of just brought practically a whole new team in. Yeah, it's completely and he, different. He didn't work. Mm. Just um, picking up on something you said a moment ago, Alex, about finding a home. Again, to, to reference back to Jim interviews when you first signed, mm-hmm. he said exactly that. You were you were a good player. You had the spark around you. You had what he was looking for. But he wanted to give you that home because you had moved around. Mm-hmm. I actually saw as well you, you played in Sweden. Just tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, um, when I was nineteen, sort of, just um, just sort of come out of like the youth ranks. Um, there was an opportunity for 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 a few lads to go to Sweden, a part of the league football education. And um, it was something I was a bit, you know, sort of sceptical about at the start. And I just thought, you know, Sweden, it's a long way away. It's, don't know nothing about it. But it, it, it sort of come down to the fact that um, at that point, I, I sort of wasn't ready, wasn't interested in going into non-league, didn't really know anything about non-league. And I just sort of thought, well, I prefer, I've got nothing on the table at the moment. I might as well try my hand at going abroad, playing abroad, seeing what that's about, go to Sweden, went there. It's a little bit different there, set up to, to England. So their season, because of how extreme the weather is, I mean, it's it's snowing in September. So you go out there in the summer and then um, you play it's three or four months. And then um, once you've played, the three or four months you come back you don't play all through the winter and then once the winter's over you start again but it was um it was a great experience really it was um it's 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 crazy because it's a lot different to england everything's you know there won't be a crisp packet on the floor everyone keeps themselves fit and it's a complete my the village i was in was probably about as big as edgeley park like it was absolutely tiny from from top to bottom but it was it was a nice little community and it was a good sort of growing up period, you know, sort of living away from home. I was sort of FaceTiming and Skyping my mum every night and, you know, there was some nights where, because I'm only a young lad at 19, I was sort of, you know, blarting and saying I'm missing home and this and that when you have your bad days. But looking back on it now, it, it was a good experience and, you know, you're out there playing football full time. Um, you learn a little bit of a new language, pick up things here and there, and you just sort of get to see a different side of football, different culture, different way it's played. And it's it's something that I always sort of bring with me and always sort of look back and think, you know what, I'm glad I did it at the end of the day. Yeah. Could you teach us any Swedish? I um, My only Swedish that I can probably pick up and remember now is how to say in Swedish, I don't speak good Swedish. So... That's Jogtola Interbrosvenska, which is I don't speak good Swedish. So that's all. <laughs> I, was, 
Oh, the bar will write that down. I got to yog. And that, yes, <laughs> literally, I couldn't spell it myself. Um, no, it's um, listen. It's 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 really good to have you on the show, and it's it's obviously an ambitious season um, for County. I just kind of want to wrap up, bringing it back to County. The the ambition side um, of of where the club look to go this season. You know, it's it's no secret, very very public that the club are looking for promotion after promotion. You know, a lot of infrastructure investment has gone in. The club is in a very, very different place to where it was a couple of years ago. And listen, it wasn't in a bad place a couple of years ago. You know, we won the league, so it's not a bad place. And now it's in um, a much, much higher kind of place. What's what's it like inside the camp? Do you, do you recognise that ambition and embrace it? I, the, the way you are, you look very relaxed. It doesn't seem like an intimidating thing to be in. Yeah, I think, I think sort of everyone that's joined the club, everyone that's still a part of the club, that's from the backroom staff to the players... I think, you know, everybody without saying it and shouting it from the rafters, everybody knows that what the club expects and what the club are aiming for this season is 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 promotion. And, you know, it's it's a sort of pressure that we sort of put on our shoulders and we, we accept really. We we're ambitious players. The the chairman, Simon, the gaffer have brought in players that, you know, they they sort of think they can take that pressure on their shoulders and that are ambitious themselves, want to sort of better their career, want to sort of take this club, which is, you know, nobody nobody will disagree, is an absolute sleeping giant and has got a, you know, probably bigger fan base than any of the league clubs I've ever, ever played at. And, you know, they sort of want to get it back to where it should be, which is obviously Mark's, Mark Stott's vision and it sort of trickles down through the whole club. That's where everybody wants to be. That's where everybody thinks a club should should be and it's you know sort of over to us over to the gaffer to sort of have a good season dedicate ourselves to it and and see where we're at at the end of the season before we let, before we let you go i reckon we have a word with jim what do you reckon dick i'll get you two up front together just just for last couple of games of the season something <laughs> let me finish this first and i'll think about it yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Alex, it's, it's been a treat tonight. Um, we'll let you crack on, but thanks very yeah. much for joining us. Nice to meet you, Alex, mate. Enjoy Brilliant. the rest of the season, pal. Good luck. Thanks, guys. Nice speaking to you. Take it easy. Thank you. And with that, we can bring Martin back in. Um, Dicko, I, um, I thought he was a great, great guy to speak to. I, I think, thought he was I really interesting. He knows, he knows exactly what he wants. He's, um, it seems like he's got his head screwed on and he's. He's, he's come comes across as a, a well-spoken lad, and and I feel like he's a, a big asset for for Stockport, and definitely going forward. You were you were telling us just before we came on about a little story of your own um, about going playing abroad. Alex went and played in Sweden. Very interesting to hear that. You know, and again, like after the podcast we did with you over the summer, I think it's always appreciated when people open up about how they honestly feel about it. He yeah. said it, sometimes it was tricky, but overall it was positive. What was your story about going playing abroad? So it was my first full season at County and I was struggling to get in the team. Um, and the opportunity came up for myself and Damien Allen to go to um, Royal Antwerp. Um, to, you know, go and have a look around. It was a loan, a loan offer on the table um, for us. Um, so, yes, yeah, so we went over, um, stayed over the night. We had a um, training session. Um, met, yeah, it was it was a time when is it the Dong from Man United, the next big thing? Uh, he was over there at the time because obviously it was a club for Man United. He used to send the young lads out on loan there, 
um, get some games under the belt, get some experience. Um, and then obviously the the manager at the time was uh, an ex Stockport County youth team manager, so he was he, he was close to Damo. So Damo ended up signing. I came home, I had to think about it, and they wanted me to go back out. And I just thought it's not it's not really for me. I want to stay and fight for my place. Um, but you know, I take my hat off to Alex. It's, it's a big it's a big risk. I'd say I'd say sometimes it can be a big risk going abroad because you kind of get you kind of off the radar. Um, mm-hmm. I also had opportunities to go and play in the likes of Spain and um, and India and, and China at one point. But I had a daughter, and it was it was hard enough being away from when I was when I lived in Brighton. So you know it's hard being on your own, isolated. And like you said, it's a different culture. It's it's a different way of life, different way of, fo- of footballing. Um, it's lots to take on, especially at such a young age. So I take my hat off him for that and. I think it's a good learning curve for anyone. I, um, and, uh, I, don't, I don't think you'd have been drinking cause lights if you'd signed for a, a Belgian cup. I'd have been on Belgian beer, wouldn't I? Yeah, I think <laughs> if you're drinking light beer, you might have a chance of making the, the last couple of games. Um, <laughs> I noticed tonight, by the way, Royal Antwerp beat Spurs in the Euro, Europa League 1 0. I, I, yeah, I saw that. Did they? They did. Really? Yeah. And um, Tottenham, uh, Arsenal being held by Dundalk. So, oh, Gannon will be jumping around, won't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got an interesting story because they've got um, they hired an Italian uh manager who's like one of these crazy, you know, give me everything I want and I'll give you the results. And they said to him, Look, we just want you to get us through the qualifying stages of Europa League, and we've never done it. And he's done it for them, and they're playing Arsenal tonight. Fair play to him. Fair play. Uh, Wait, what fair about, about RP Leipzig's uh, gaffer's outfit last night? Did you see that? <laughs> Didn't see that. No. He was having a right go. I think he was going straight out after the game. <laughs> <laughs> fair play. Before we um, get on to g- more general football, um, just uh, have a word about uh, County on Saturday. So it's Weymouth, Chris. Weymouth have lost five of their first six games. So you know that's the kind of game. County should be winning. It's a perfect chance to, let's use that cliche, bounce back. But, you know, another cliche, you've got to be wary of games like that. It's a tricky one, isn't it? Because, like you say, bounce back feels like the wrong terminology almost because we've not lost in the 90 minutes. Dick, well, I want to speak to you in a moment about penalty shootouts. I mean, they're horrible to watch. But for, for this Saturday, I don't know. I mean, are we in the season now, Dick, or where we, we should Every game should be winnable, really. Like, you, you, without wanting to put too much pressure on it. I feel like every, every game, it's, it's one of those ones. It's every game is winnable, but there's no easy games. Uh, I feel like... Oh, that's cliche soup, that, Dicko. You can't have that. It, that's it a is, game of there's, there's no easy games because anyone can be anyone in the league. You know, you've got the runaway teams. You always have a couple of runaway teams um, from from the middle, middle onwards, middle of the season onwards. But look at the start the lads have had, you know, like I said, not lost in 90 minutes. They've beat teams, they've beat Chesterfield. Um, who else? They've, you know, Halifax aren't, aren't, a, aren't a bad team. Um, yeah, performances, in, they've, they've scored five goals in games. They, they've, they're doing everything right. And I feel like all they can do is continue to do that. Work hard. Oh, oh sorry. Um, sorry, that's my fault. That's a fine. Just stick a tenner in the pot. <laughs> um, but but you, you got it. Like you say, there's no better game to go in into 
Um, you know, they've, they've, they've lost, you say, five out of the last six games. They'll, they'll have nothing to lose, though, so they, they won't be any mugs. But Stockport, I've got to take the positives out of that. I think, you know, this, this is our time to get the goals back flowing again. Um, and everyone, everyone will want to be getting the goal on, on the score sheet. I think I'm right in saying I heard a couple of quotes about from Weymouth at the start of the season where they were saying they were just looking forward to to, to playing a big club, in a, you know, in a big ground. And I think, all right, we're in the national now, so you get less of those super tiny minnows. But if there are any, with all due respect to them, Weymouth are probably it. Yeah, I mean, like you say, you've got you get the you get the clubs who come up who are the small clubs. It's like a miracle. It's a miracle promotion for them, and they're probably going to bounce back, go straight back down. And they will be taking every minute in the stride and enjoying every minute of the season, knowing that they're probably going to go down. But it's an experience that a lot of the players have never had and probably and possibly might never have again. So from that from that aspect, that's probably an enjoyment and a, you know um, like a, something you can tell the grandkids. Oh, you know, I played at this level and I played in front of three, four, five, six thousand. If we're allowed back, if we're allowed back in the in the ground, um, but the the majority of the teams in that league are good teams so there's no easy game but county are more than capable of beating any single any single team in that league and the league above yeah um yeah i think so so we've got to be confident i think this season i think every game especially like you say for, for this one but just there's always going to be like you say that bit of, bit of doubt in the back of the mind yeah yeah um just uh, before we finish on um, playing abroad, I know we've jumped around topics, but it just came to me. Have you seen the documentary about real Kashmir? So there's a guy called Davy Robertson who played for Rangers and he signed up as the manager of this team called real Kashmir in the Indian Premier League. And Kashmir is like, Kashmir is like 500 miles from anywhere else in, and it's a disputed region. So like they've got soldiers around the ground, the ground all the time. And it's like, he's always saying to himself, why did I take this bloody job? And then he did it for a second season. But it's money. a really... Yeah, well, it, there's not that much money. <laughs> he's, well. uh, yeah, but it's it's really interesting to, to see it if, you, if you've not seen it. I've not, but I've heard I've heard very good things about it. Um, um, sorry, go on. Yeah, I've, I've not seen it. That's the scoop. Um, so we were going to talk tonight about the old... Did you have something you wanted to ask, Dicko, actually, Chris? Before we finished it up, I was just going to talk so, so, so about penalty shootouts. It was a bit of a, a kick in the old uh, proverbials at the weekend when you go out on penalties. Have you, Dicko, penalty shootouts, you ever been involved? Yeah, yeah, I missed, I missed as well. Uh, I think it's the only, only penalty I've ever missed um, in my career. Um, it, was my first, it was my debut as well for Southend. We played late in our in the... Um, in the Carling Cup at the time, it was the second game of the season. Um, played really well. So they were league above us. Took so, um, drew extra time. Drew penalty shootout. Keeper saved it. It was like, what can you do? You know, it's, it's anyone can like you say. I always say another one, but it's anyone could anyone could win, win a penalty shootout. There's no skill in penalty shootout. You should be hitting the target. That's it. You should be making the keeper work. If he's going to save it, he's got to work to save it. Next game, we played um, Akron to Stanley away, got a penalty, bang, that's my ball, I'm taking it straight away and put it in the back of the net. And You've got to be confident to take a penalty, I think. Is it, but, 
is it different when you're walking up to the spot? Now, I, I, don't, I don't want to dig Sam Minihan out because he, he missed a penalty and he was gutted. He wasn't the only county player that missed a penalty and he's gone on Twitter and apologised, which I don't think he needed to do. He's a defender for a start. You know, it doesn't he, matter what position you are. You, you, you know, you've, got, you've stepped up. You've, you've had the minerals to step up and take a penalty and you've done nothing wrong. You've missed a penalty. You, you're not, you've yeah. not tried to miss it. You've tried to score. You've just been unfortunate enough not to, so you never does it never any unless you do something stupid like try and chip it, then yeah. then you know then all your drans up you know a balls up, but if you, no, you if you make a real effort to try and score and you don't score you've done nothing wrong in my book, and sometimes it's not even that you don't score it's that the keeper saves it yeah it's, I, it's I, I, I used to love taking I love taking every, everywhere I've been I've, I've took penalties I love taking penalties for some reason county I was a penalty taker at county. And it was like, I remember, I remember the only one time I've had a penalty taken off me, Dave Unsworth, when I was at Huddersfield. <laughs> I'm not arguing with Unsworth, not a chance. Yeah. You know, he scored. He's a big boy. Oh, he scored. He's put keepers through the back of the net with penalties, uh, <laughs> you know, in his Everton days. And and this one penalty, remember, we played Millwall away. Um, and I just scored, and we got a penalty like the last couple of minutes of the game. Right, I'm taking this. He just come up to me, just went like that with the ball. I just went, right, there you go, no problem. Stepped up, he pulled his short, short, short leg up, thinking he's going to put the keeper in the back of the net here, and side footed it, rolled it to the keeper, saved it, <laughs> missed it. No, but again, I didn't say anything to him. <laughs> yeah, hard luck, David. I want to say it now. I want to say it now. Get it off your, get it off your chest now. I was no, I just said some great, great save. It was a great save. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were, we were, I think we're on 33 minutes, so I think it's probably a good place to wrap it up there. We were going to talk about VAR, but we can talk about that any week. There's so much to say about that, but uh, well, there's, no, there's nothing positive to say about it. Yeah, nothing positive to say about it. So I think we can wrap that up there. It's been another, yeah. another great show. Thanks, Dicko. Thanks, Chris. We'll see you again. Yeah, we'll see you again next time. Finger guns out. We'll see you next time on Stockport County Live.